It's true that some things change as we get older. But if you're a woman over 40 and you're dealing with insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, and weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. And with MIDI Health, you can get help and stop pushing through it alone. The experts at MIDI understand that all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes that happen around menopause. And MIDI can help you feel more like yourself again. Many healthcare providers aren't trained to treat or even recognize menopause symptoms. MIDI clinicians are menopause experts. They're dedicated to providing safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions for dozens of hormonal symptoms, not just hot flashes. Most importantly, they're covered by insurance. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. You deserve to feel great. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. That's joinmidi.com. Brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, achy joints, weight gain. Maybe you're thinking they're all just part of getting older, or that's what your doctor tells you. But MIDI Health understands that for women over 40, they can all be connected. Hormonal changes that happen during perimenopause and menopause are at the root of dozens of symptoms women experience, not just hot flashes. MIDI specializes in compassionate care for women in menopause. Their solutions are safe, effective, and FDA-approved. Plus, they're covered by insurance. A convenient telehealth visit with a MIDI clinician can be your first step to getting personalized care. They'll tailor a treatment plan for your symptoms and health history, so you can get back to feeling great. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. When your body changes, your care should too. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. That's joinmidi.com. to another football to football and we are here recapping all those Thanksgiving games that happened a day ago well it'll be two days ago by the time you're listening to this and we'll also do our full rest of week 12 preview and talk about the NFL's parody is it actually as good as the NFL wants it to be 23 out of 32 teams at 500 or below Going into week 12 right now with only five or six games left to play, depending on what your what team we're talking about. And of course, we'll get in. We'll get. We'll give our predictions of those college games that by the time you hear this will be old, but at least we'll have them out there. And we'll talk about some of the games that already happened, like the big double overtime win by, by TCU over Baylor that just ended a few hours ago. So, but uh, hopefully everybody had a good Thanksgiving. 
hopefully everybody got stuff with that tryptophan, that turkey, and all that other stuff, and is is good to go. I had mine actually today, and I got a surprise little birthday thing uh, as well, which was you know on the embarrassing side, as most of those things are when people just show up with cake and you're like, oh god, I got to do this. But uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean at least that's the cool thing when you have kids; they just get to blow with the candles too, so it's not that bad. But how was uh, y'all's uh, Thanksgiving? Gary? It was good. It was a you know a good time over at family and uh, spending time with you know some of the people I didn't really know that well to be honest with you. Uh, my wife's uh, stepdad's family was the one we spent it with, but uh, it was a good time, good food, and you know just kind of you know hung out and went to my in-laws' house afterwards and just enjoyed a, some of the football games. So it was a good time, not too bad. How about you, Randy? Yeah, mine worked out okay. Played some football in the morning and rolled my ankle, so it gave me an excuse to watch football all day. <laughs> <laughs> I would love to get up and help you with the turkey, but I just can't walk. I'm so sorry. <laughs> Can you bring the food over here? <laughs> That's a good one. I like that. Yeah, mine went pretty good. Uh, my sister brought over her new boyfriend from, the, you know, she's living in California now, so, uh, it, it, you know. I thought I was going to run into one of those bros that all they wanted to talk about was working out, but thankfully he started talking about wanting to watch the Warriors game, and I was kind of okay with him after that. <laughs> uh, but, uh, yeah, so thankfully all of our Thanksgivings went well. Some of the Thanksgivings didn't go too well for some of these teams. Uh, we'll get into that right about now. Let's go ahead and start with the first game on the day, which really wasn't much of a game. It was more about a total spanking by the Detroit Lions of the uh, Philadelphia Eagles, 45-14, to 14, and that four, that last touchdown was a total consolation uh, for the Eagles on, on that front. Uh, you know, you want to talk about garbage time, that was total garbage time touchdown there for Jordan Matthews. But, man, that Lions offense certainly waking up, and you have five touchdowns again. For the second week in a row on the Eagles defense by Matthew Stafford. And Calvin Johnson has three of those on the day. So big day for him. And the, the rest of the Lions team, the Lions offense. Uh, Mark Sanchez doesn't throw any interceptions. He does throw the two touchdowns. But, I mean, certainly one-sided affair if you ever uh, saw one. Right, Randy? Yeah, absolutely. I mean... It's just a complete beat down. It looks like the Eagles, you know, had their their Thanksgiving dinner right before this game and were just tired and didn't care, especially on the defensive side. So many broken tackles, so many just missed plays, terrible coverage, just complete destruction by Detroit. And, and I think it's pretty safe to say that the, the Eagles season is now completely finished. Gary, what did you think? You know what? It, it wasn't that I was completely surprised by this. Uh, I was a little because I felt like, you know, the Eagles were a struggling team, but they had some good players here that they could come in and do some things against Detroit that maybe Detroit couldn't handle. Uh, I thought maybe DeMarco Murray having a chance to get some good runs in, maybe, you know, start the running game going hot. You get some of those guys like Sprawls going, and then they could feed off. That was Sanchez. That never happened. It was kind of a just a, a giant, you know, crap 
<laughs> let's just be honest. I mean, it was just what it was that the Eagles took on the field that day. I, I don't see the excuse. Last year, they blew out the Dallas Cowboys. They looked like they were flying high. They were doing great. Guess who the quarterback was? Sanchez. Was it last year? Yeah, it was last year. Sanchez. I mean, this kid, you know, thought, man, he can actually come in and do something. It, it's not the same guy. I, I guess that was a pipe dream. And I guess, you know, the, my feeling for Detroit, I think this is kind of a pipe dream for them, but I'm glad that they had success. Uh, they looked wonderful. And, you know, it, it's just a, a wild game for, you know, the Lions to have this much success. Certainly. And, I mean, looking at this game here in a little bit more detail, I mean, is it. Is it now that the is it the players not playing with Chip Kelly? Are they just this bad? Now they didn't have Ryan Matthews, so it made Demarco Murray suffer a bit more. As you know, he wasn't able to really have some different runs. He kind of just had to do a little bit of everything, which doesn't really work for him. Or or is there something else going on for the Eagles, Gary? You know what? I think there's some things going on when it comes to Chip Kelly's offense. I, I don't. It's not the fact that some of these guys can't grasp it. I just think that some defenses have kind of worked on it, kind of figured out what they do. I think Sanchez is just not having his year. I think last year he had some mojo going. This year it's just not working out the way it is. That offensive line is not that great. They found that out this year. Um, so I, I just think that some other aspects of it, but really, honestly, if you ask me, I just think Chip Kelly's offense is just not working. I think that's got to be the bottom. Because I just, I'm sorry, I don't have a belief that DeMarco Murray is that bad. I don't believe that even some of these other guys like Jordan Matthews and all that are just that bad. I just, I think it's the system. That's just my personal opinion. All right, Randy, on, on the other end, you know, the Lions have looked good these uh, past three weeks, really. And, uh, you know, should they be confident now that they could go two for two at home against Green Bay on Thursday? Of course, they're going to feel confident. I mean, you're looking at two teams going in completely different directions right now. I mean, Detroit going out there winning their last three, including that one game at Green Bay. They're looking really strong at home. You know, Green Bay did not look that solid, you know, in the nightcap of, of Thanksgiving. So if, if you're Detroit, you, you're looking in there as, as a possible, you know, yeah, we could sweep Green Bay this year. And God, don't look now, but that could put them at five and seven. And somehow they could be in playoff contention the way this damn league <laughs> is going. It's amazing. It really, really is. Uh... Well, talking about another team that, thought they would be in playoff contention the Dallas Cowboys they are at home against the you know now 11 and 0 Carolina Panthers as they get spanked 33 to 14 the Cowboys did Tony Romo just had a absolutely terrible day throwing three interceptions two pick sixes and in fact two interceptions to Luke Keekley back to back one of those being pick sixes and then you know just the defense actually wasn't playing too bad uh, they were holding the Panthers to field goals when they were around doing things, but it was just a mixture of everything. And then the third quarter, we got what we feared would happen eventually, Gary. Tony Romo went down with a, a hairline fracture to that same left clavicle. He is out for the year now. What should the Cowboys do, keeping in mind that if Washington's able to beat the Giants on Sunday, the Cowboys again still have some kind of remote chance here. 
Well, first of all, I don't think that matters anymore. I just don't. I mean, I think it's great. Yeah, you, you want to hope and dream, but I honestly feel like right now the Washington Redskins are a better team. They just are. Uh, you know, even the New York Giants. So I think even if those pipe dreams were to stay alive, it doesn't matter. What the Dallas Cowboys need to do now is not tank. I mean, I keep hearing this from Dallas Cowboy fans. It's silly. It's ridiculous. Yes, I agree. I'm the one yelling draft pick. I'm excited about the draft pick, but I know this team. This team has not been motivated, apparently, because... It, it just it proves game in and game out. When Tony Romo's on the field, all of a sudden they're a different team. With Matt Castle in, it's like, oh, well, we're kind of here, we're kind of not. The same players you saw excel last year, this year, after that second game, after the Romo injury, all of a sudden they forgot what to do. It doesn't make a lot of sense. I think the motivation isn't there. I don't think they're there mentally. Um, so you just play these games out, see what players. If I'm the coaching staff, as I lose another game, maybe next week, the week after, I start playing guys in the backups and make this your next preseason. That's what I think a lot of these teams that are going to be out of it should do. I mean, that's the smart thing, if you ask me. Yeah, but that's not what they're going to do, and I totally disagree with you. If they were giving up, they wouldn't be in all these close games. No, okay, now, but look perhaps, at the teams they played. Oh, come on, Gary. You don't get to 13-12 to 12 against the Seahawks if you're giving up. I just I don't believe that. Oh no, that. I, I, they weren't I, giving up. I'm saying they're not mentally there. That doesn't mean they gave up. That's that's totally different than ment- You can be playing a game well, and play well. But they weren't well. mentally there against the Panthers either. Then, and that's with Tony at quarterback. I just you know. Oh, they weren't. You you saw you saw what happened. Roma wasn't mentally there himself. He was not making the. You got to give credit to Keekley. You got to give credit to the defense. They no, did no, I completely job. agree but that the, the Panthers defense. You look at the decision making. The decision-making, Rumble playing a little scared. I think he was nervous. I, I don't think the kid was healthy when he got in the game that game. They, In fact, you go back in records and he says, he, even if he wasn't on, on IR, he would not have actually been able to play the game before Miami. That's how in, injured this guy is, and that's also why he rebroke it so fast. Or fractured it, excuse me. Well, yeah, because he was playing not to hurt himself. Yeah. And you can't play that way. Exactly. We've seen, we've seen that happen before with Romo. I think it was... I don't remember which one it was, whether it was the back or the, or the other time he broke the collarbone where uh, he said he was they, – they brought him back and he said he was basically playing the rest of the year not to hurt himself. Yeah. And don't get misconstrued what I'm saying. I'm not saying give up. I'm not saying that at all. I'm just saying that I don't personally believe in them. If they believe in themselves, hey, go for it. I think they should rock and roll. I, I, my point being is if you find yourself at 7 and 9 uh, – you're you're out of contention. What are you going to do? I mean, I think you should play to win, but play to win with some of these younger players. See what they can do. I, I just think it's a wise decision. You may find out that your third string running back is going to be the next Barry Sanders. I know that's a long shot, but you never know. You never you got to give other people a shot. I agree with you there. I just think that until you're mathematically eliminated, you don't just you know if they if they want to check out the players themselves, and you know that's on them. But I still feel like you go into Washington, that's a divisional game. You should still feel like you can win that game. And then, you know, the way the Packers have been playing, I mean, just we've it's what's weird is, you know, this team has been so topsy turvy. We've seen Castle throw no touchdowns. We've seen him throw a bunch of touchdowns in some games. Uh, you know, we see the defense really respond. We've seen them do absolutely nothing. So, uh, you know, to me, the Panthers did what they've done to everybody this year. Yeah, especially the the bad teams or the teams that have bad records, and that's 
take advantage of the turnovers. And the immediately, as soon as that first pick six happened, I said, oh, well. And I'm doing the rival for this game, and I had to keep myself from, you know, saying something like that. But it was just, it's, it's hard because I knew immediately, oh, this is going to go bad. Because if you get the Panthers, the Panthers are like that shark that smells blood in the water. You give them a turnover, they are, some, some light automatically clicks on that, okay, this game is on for the defense. And it's happening almost every game where this happens. And they basically got a repeat of the, the Redskins game the week before. And Brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, weight gain. Maybe you think they're just part of getting older, but Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all connect to menopause. It's at the root of dozens of symptoms we experience, not just hot flashes. Midi clinicians are menopause experts offering safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. Brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, achy joints, weight gain. Maybe you're thinking they're all just part of getting older, or that's what your doctor tells you. But Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all be connected. Hormonal changes that happen during perimenopause and menopause are at the root of dozens of symptoms women experience, not just hot flashes. Midi specializes in compassionate care for women in menopause. Their solutions are safe, effective, and FDA-approved, Plus, they're covered by insurance. A convenient telehealth visit with a MIDI clinician can be your first step to getting personalized care. They'll tailor a treatment plan for your symptoms and health history so you can get back to feeling great. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. When your body changes, your care should too. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. That's joinmidi.com. For the you know a couple of days before, and then you know Carolina was ready to go in there and play that game. But is anybody else, anybody left on their schedule, gonna beat these Panthers now? Or could we possibly have two undefeated teams? That'd be pretty crazy if we did. But uh, I, I I do see a few roadblocks for Carolina, um, and it's to me it's the last three weeks. I mean, could they lose at New Orleans next week? Sure, but they get a few extra days rest and. New Orleans just is not the team that we remember them as. But those last three weeks where it's at the New York Giants who love to break these undefeated records, um, and then at Atlanta, which would be the second time they play them in two weeks, and then Tampa Bay in that last week, which is they've been red hot. So I, I see them pretty easily getting the 13-0, and and then it's just those last three weeks that they, they have to, to watch out for because obviously those three teams will be gunning for them. And, and going 16 and 0 is ridiculous, but they definitely could. This team is red hot and playing extremely well. Like you said, I mean, they jumped all over Romo, who was trying to force the ball a little bit too much, and the offense just decided uh, that they didn't really need to go all out crazy and just maintain the game and don't get turnovers and 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 put up points when you can. And and they did what they needed to 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 beat up a, a banged up Cowboys team. What do you think, Gary? Is somebody beating the Panthers? You know, I think I kind of agree with Randy on this. 
uh, you know, I think there are some teams that could, you know, definitely do the task of beating the Panthers. But uh, it's just at the level they're playing right now, I mean, I, I'm just not the guy that's going to go against them. I, I, is it a possibility? Yes. Am I going to say it's going to happen? No. I I have a strong feeling this team, just like the New England Patriots, could end up in the playoffs undefeated. It, it would not surprise me at all if we see the Super Bowl with two undefeated teams. I don't think that's going to happen, but it would not surprise me in the least. It would be that would really be amazing if that's Super Bowl two undefeated teams. I I think I'd be down for that honestly if that's what happens. And right now, I mean, I would I'm kind of curious what Randy has to say about this, but I uh, just New England versus the Panthers or the Patriots Panthers game, both undefeated. I I would, I would almost put my chips on the Panthers. I feel like man, they are they're a little bit more red hot than uh, 2003. Yeah. I just man, I just think the Panthers are so hot right now compared to New England. New England's winning games, but they're managing winning games. It's like the Panthers aren't having to worry about it. Think about it. I think I think if the Panthers played the Patriots in the regular season, I give it to the Panthers without without any hesitation. But you give Bill Belichick two weeks to figure out Cam Newton and those Panthers. It it it, it worries me. Not so much about the <laughs> Super Bowl. They should have you know Amendola healthy. Element will be back by then. I mean, that's a lot of weapons that aren't there right now. Not the same team. Yeah, I don't know. I, you know, I, I could definitely see your point because Belichick is one of the, the best of all time, honestly. Let's just be honest. But um, I would just be curious to see. Well, and let's head into that, the nightcap for the Chicago Bears against the Green Bay Packers at Lambeau Field. Amazingly, that was the first ever Thanksgiving game played at Lambeau Field. And the first ever Thanksgiving meeting between these two teams as well. Uh, Brett Favre had his number retired at halftime. Awesome moment if you're a football fan to watch Bart Starr come out there on the the buggy and congratulate him and everything. And it was amazing also to see Brett Favre be on a freaking microphone for what seemed like the entire fourth quarter as well, even though I couldn't hear what he was saying because I was doing the rabble, but it was still weird because he's not a guy that usually does a bunch of talking on microphones uh, unless he's having a press conference for himself, and that's a whole other deal. But... Uh, the Bears came into Lambeau, and they were ready to play this game. You know, to be fair, the, the Packers' defense, you know, stopped the run. But they they couldn't really uh, get things going themselves. The Bears' defense was really rough on, on Rodgers. Uh, they got to him. They didn't sack him too much, but uh, they forced a turnover. Late, which which uh, all, and you also had Devonte Adams got I think like 11 targets and he dropped quite a few. I mean, the receivers with Rodgers are just not working out right now, and that's that's why I say you know this game showed how important Jordy Nelson is because the receivers really had a rough time getting separation, and when they did, like Randall Cobb could have had a touchdown, but a penalty, a uh, encroachment called the the touchdown back. He was already pretty much gone. Like, he had already gotten past his defender, and they they waved the, the playoff. And, it, I mean, it's it, a little bit of, you know, misfortune there for the Packers, too. Eddie Lacy over 100 yards again, even though he fumbles, which gives the the Bears some momentum there as well. They got a score off of that. Does this game show how important Jordy Nelson is? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think you're starting to see it more and more as things go on because – Listen, Randall Cobb's an excellent talent, but he's just not a, a number one guy. And, uh, you know, when teams can just focus on him, 
it, it really limits what Green Bay can do. I mean, when he was your number two, it made things extremely difficult because Jory Nelson was going to find space because he's that good, and Randall Cobb could blow away the the second cornerback and and just be that dangerous. Now you have Randall Cobb getting covered by the best guy, and and you know who else are you going to do? It's like Devontae Adams isn't that great. James Jones isn't going to blow you out of the water. So. It just makes things really difficult for Green Bay, and you can kind of tell in this game with the with the weather the way it was that it wasn't it was going to be pretty sloppy, which it was, and and Chicago just found a way to to hold them off there at the end and get the win. Well, Gary, I mean, you know, we, there was a sort it wasn't completely equal, but it was a sixteen to thirteen timeshare between Matt Forte and Jeremy Langford. Do you think Matt Forte is going to be okay with that? Coming in the next season, do you think he might ask for a trade and maybe he's not with the Bears after the season? Uh, you know, I could definitely see that. I really could because, I mean, we've already had talk in the offseason uh, this past year of Forte moving to another team. So I, I could see that definitely. And not only that, I really feel like they kind of see Forte is getting older. They're wanting to get a little younger at the position, and they really like Langford a lot. And as we've seen, Langford is a pretty skilled player. So I would not think that that would be out of question, especially maybe the trading uh, option. I'm not sure. I guess his contract's more than two years. Um, that would be something big. It would definitely help them at least get another draft pick. What is it? Oh, sorry. I was. Oh, it's okay. Answer the question. Uh, I just, you know, it, one thing, though, that I look at here is, you know, you've got a guy that's been there for a while. He knows uh, the Bears organization very well. It's going to be hard to part with a guy like that. But I just, I feel like Langford's the future for them. And eh, Forte probably will move on. I, I will say, though, that uh, uh, Matt Forte's contract does come up this year. So I, I think they just let him go to free agency. Mm-hmm. You're right. Okay. I see. I was unaware. So, yeah, I mean, I, I think you're right. All right, well, a good thing for Jeremy Langford basically playing himself into a spot there. But those are your three games. Uh, the Packers now fall to 7-4, and four, and they have lost four out of their last five. My goodness. Uh, and they've got another divisional game against Detroit, as I already mentioned. And the Bears hit a nice little patch there where they get to play the 49ers and Redskins. Again, don't look out, but we could be seeing a 7-6 a and six team if they win both of those games and, you know, considering what's going on with the rest of the NFC, man, it's, it's amazing to think that the bears also could be in playoff contention. The NFC North just got a lot more interesting than we ever thought it would be. Exactly. Who would have thought at that point where the lions were and the point where the Chicago bears were at one point during the season, we're talking about all, all four teams now being in playoff contention. My goodness, uh, but that's why we're gonna we're gonna have that topic because it's crazy, uh, absolutely crazy that this is all happening. But let's get into the games that haven't been played yet, and let's talk about this big NFC East showdown that's happening between the New York Giants and Washington Redskins. Fact or fiction, Randy? The winner of this game will be the team that wins the NFC East. Ooh, I will say fact, just because. To me, the Eagles and Cowboys are completely done. Um, obviously, the loser of this this matchup could still win the division. But yeah, I'll, I'll say fact. I think whoever wins this will, will end up winning the division. This is an NFC East thing, Gary. What do you think? 
Oh, I'm right there with Randy on this, to be honest with you. I think these are the two teams that you need to look out for. You know, Washington, they're still not getting looked at in the, the positive manner I think they deserve. Um, they've overcome a lot. I think their defense is pretty solid. You know, they do give up a lot of rushing yards. They do have, uh, you know, some issues. But still, I mean, to me, they're secretly solid uh, at times when they need to be. I mean, they're not great by any means, but they can beat you if you're not able to perform, you know, really well on offense. So I, I'm looking at this as, yeah, this could possibly be the game. Well, Gary, you know, lots going to be said about Kirk Cousins and, you know, whether he likes that or whether, you know, we're talking about Eli Manning. Who performs better in this game, though? You know, we've seen the Giants defense kind of be a little bit better with JPP. And, you know, the Redskins has had, you know, their taking their wallets, but they've been pretty decent most of the year. Which defense performs better on the day? You know, I just talked about the Washington Redskins, and I think that they're a, you know, a solid unit. I really do. But I'm going to say this. Uh, and surprisingly enough, I, I think that Tom Coughlin and his group is going to find a way to rush Cousins, and they're going to try to make him off balance. And I think that they've improved. So I, I, I have this weird gut feeling, and it'll kind of get into my prediction. But I just feel like the Giants are going to, to win this game that because of their defense is going to do a little bit better than the Washington Redskins. All right, fair enough. Well, uh, which quarterback is going to put up more fantasy points? Uh, you know, it's tough because I, I, it's hard to go against Eli ever. Um, Eli has his issues, but Eli puts up big numbers, and I, I think he's going to find a way. I really do, so I'm going with Eli. All right, well, we're trying to make that prediction. Oh, well, I just kind of gave it away a little bit here. You know, I, I'm going to go with the Giants, I think. I really feel like they're going to pull this out. Uh, give me Washington at home. They've been pretty decent at home. And this uh, NFC East continues to be muddled. Yeah, give me Washington as well in the, the mini upset at home. Well, let's uh, move it along to talking about Randy's Jets as they have their repeat game against the Dolphins. The first one obviously came in London. That was our first ever rival game that we did. And, uh, you know, Miami Dolphins won't get a game in Miami this year, so they're going to have to just handle going to MetLife Stadium and taking on the Jets. No uh, Darrell Revis, though, he's out for a little bit with an injury. Um, but does this game turn out like the London game did, Gary? You know, I don't know. Uh, you know the reason I say that is because I think the Dolphins got a little bit different uh, situation here. I think their you know offensive schemes definitely changed. Um, I think that they've got a lot of players that you know can perform well in this game. They didn't do so well in the first game. Coach too. Yeah, exactly. Dan Campbell, to me, is the key in this game. I really feel that way. I think that he's going to motivate these guys uh, a little bit more than they had motivation in that first game. So I, I think it's going to be a little bit more competitive than that first game. What do you think, Randy? No, I think it's going to be a lot similar to the other game. I mean, the the new head coach thing for Miami has kind of fallen off for them a little bit. Um, to me, with the way the Jets play, it's whether they make mistakes or not. Um, the last time in London, they didn't really make mistakes. So as long as they don't go out there and make some boneheaded plays, I think the Jets are the better team right now. So I, I think this is, is pretty similar to 
to London, where it's 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 semi close, but the Jets are the better team the whole way. Well, the Jets have run into a little skid here, Randy. How do you think they can turn it around? Yeah, just like I said, it's 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 all about the mental mistakes. It, anytime they lose this season, other than the Patriots game, it's it's really been because they make just terrible decisions, too many turnovers. Um, just a lot of bonehead plays. So as long as they don't beat themselves, they seem to at least stay in games. And if they are the better team, they, they come out on top. Uh, it, it's just about minimalizing the mistakes. Well, Gary, over under 10 points for uh, Chris Ivory. Hey, Chris Ivory has not been you know outstanding as of late. Uh, he's been an okay guy, kind of a... You know, uh, no, I would never say this one. If you're a woman over 40 dealing with hot flashes, insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, or weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. The experts at Midi Health know all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes of menopause. And Midi can help with safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. Brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, weight gain. Maybe you think they're just part of getting older, but Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all connect to menopause. It's at the root of dozens of symptoms we experience, not just hot flashes. Midi clinicians are menopause experts offering safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. Because I think that he's been, you know, doing his job. It's just that they've had, you know, some difficult games as of late. I think I'm still going to take the under here. I think he has a possibility of going over. Um, but me personally, and I am starting him this week, but I'm still going to say the under. Probably about nine or eight. All right, fair enough. Any uh, thoughts on that, Randy? Uh, I, I'm right there with him. He's just been banged up and just hasn't really healed it, it, the way you would like him to. And he, I mean, his production is down, his speed is down, everything is kind of going the way that I I was great or just worried about weeks ago. So I would probably say under as well. All right, uh, time to make that prediction. Give me the Jets. You know what, uh, I was, you know, kind of lobbying for the Miami Dolphins here a little bit. I think, you know, like I said, I think they're going to be competitive. Uh, they pulled up, you know, in that first game, a little lame, and they got up and started to get close to beating the Jets. This time, they're still not going to beat the Jets. I feel the Jets win. Now, both teams, now, if Miami were to win, both teams would go to 5-6 and six and make that AFC playoff picture even more mild, even worse than the NFC one, really. Uh, but I'm going to go with the Jets, too, but don't, don't put it at uh, this is a divisional game, and we've seen the Dolphins' defense step up lately. Could cause the Jets and Fitzpatrick or whoever's going to play quarterback has some issues there. So speaking of causing teams issues, we've seen the Texans do that themselves, especially defensively. They're going to be at home as they take on the New Orleans Saints. Could uh, Houston upset a few teams if they find their way into the postseason? Or would they just be one and done, Randy? Yeah, I think especially if you get some of these weaker teams, absolutely. Obviously, the the best scenario for them is to, to win this division. 
and, and get a uh, you know a home game versus whoever is in that wild card position. The way things are set up, they'd get the high wild card position, so that'd be probably be Pittsburgh. So that's a little rough. But I could see them like if they play at Denver that first week. Like if they end up being one of those, like the second wild card, and they get a, a Denver Broncos, sure they could upset them. I mean, they've already shown that they can beat Cincinnati, and we know how what you know what Cincinnati does in the playoffs. So I mean, Houston has that that playoff type team where it's all about defense, a decent enough quarterback that you know doesn't make a ton of mistakes. He's not going to go out there and, and win a shootout for you, but he can get the job done. I mean, the running game's not where you would like it to be, but yeah, they have they could upset a few teams, that's for sure. All right, Gary, do you see I think we've asked you this question before, but do you see Sean Payton or Drew Brees or both of them being on different teams next year? As we said right now, we're looking at a different situation than when we talked earlier in this season. Uh, in the, earlier in the season, they were not successful at all, didn't have anything to point at to, to be positive. Right now, they can point to a few wins that they've had this season that shows that they still have a little life. The, their defense is nowhere near where it needs to be. They've got to work on that, but they've shown that their offense can be good if they can get the right players in the right situations. And um, I really feel like both these guys are going to stick around as of right now. I mean, it it looks like Sean Payton is still working through things. He's still enjoying working with Drew Brees. And I don't think Drew Brees is ready to hang him up quite yet. So I think they'll probably both be in the same place, and that's New Orleans. All right. Randy, do you have a thought on that? I think Sean Payton's gone. Drew Brees will probably stick around at least one more season. That's what I was going to say. I thought I think Sean Payton's going to wind up leaving. I think Drew Brees will he'll retire a Saint. Do you really feel like Sean Payton is that upset right now? Do you think he's upset at all in New Orleans? I mean, no, I'm it, not it, talking about it being upset. I think he sees the writing on the wall. Yeah, it's just one of, the, one of those things. I mean, coaches don't last that long for the most part anyways, so just him getting a, a a different atmosphere, a different situation would be better for him. I just look at Katrina and everything he went through with them, and I could, I don't know, I just think the New Orleans, at least the fans love Sean Payton. Uh, I guess ownership may not, but I I just I see their love for him there. Well, uh, over under 20 fantasy points, are we for sure Brian Hoyer starting? Uh, That's what I've heard as of late. Um, They said Hoyer will be the starting quarterback. I think that's a wrong decision. TJ Yates has led you to two wins. You don't break that. Honestly. Yeah. Uh, I, you know what? And I am was on Hoyer's bandwagon, but I kind of agree with you, Sean. Um, if this was Yates, I, I may really go up on this. You this know is hard. That's what they're going to be talking about if they lose. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I totally agree. No, no, no. I totally agree with that. And I'm kind of curious if Randy has the same thoughts, but... Uh, I just Yates's momentum is working out well. You're playing a New Orleans defense that has not had much success at all this year. Uh, so if you got a good thing going, you keep it going. Why change a quarterback? I mean, I know Hoyer's been your guy at the beginning, but hey, that doesn't always work out. I, I don't know. What, what do you think, Randy? I, I think Hoyer's definitely the right decision. Sure, you've won a couple games with T.J. Yates, but it, can can you look at one play and go? T.J. Yates helped this team. I mean, they beat Cincinnati 10-6, and then they beat the Jets because the Jets just play like complete morons. I don't think either of those games you could give any credit to 
TJ Yates being your the reason why you won a, a football game. So you definitely go with a better hand, and that's Brian Hoyer, in my opinion. Yeah, I mean, I'm a Hoyer fan, and I would agree. But I, I think in, in the way I'm looking at this is, uh, let's be honest, football players are very suspicious, very, you know, they you know kind of have their likes and dislikes. And I think sometimes when you're going the right way, sometimes they buy into it, even though it's not, you know, everything. Um, but, you know, we'll see. I mean, we'll see what Hoyer does. I, I, I don't think 20 points. I think he could beat it, but you know what? I, I have a feeling, I have a weird feeling it's going to be under that. Uh, just for some reason, I'm going to go under, even though I'm probably going to be wrong. Sent DeAndre Hopkins against that Saints defense. I think he could do great. He could do great, but I feel like that they're going to find a way to let him score maybe one touchdown, and then that's it. Fair enough, but you got to make that for everybody picking Houston here, or... Yes. You know, um, yeah, I, I'm going. I'll go to New Orleans. Why not? It'll be fun. I, I don't think uh, that. I think they can stop them. I'll say Houston at home here. So after this, we have a nice matchup here between two five and five, but still doing pretty well teams. Uh, Kansas City Chiefs and the Buffalo Bills. Of course, the Chiefs have been red hot as of late, scoring quite a bunch as well. Buffalo Bills, unfortunately, just came back from that, you know, huge loss against the Patriots on Monday night. Uh, do you think that the, uh, Gary, do you think Randy's prediction of the Chiefs making the Super Bowl, you know, is is that maybe happening now? Not, I, you know, it's great that Kansas City's doing better. I, I just don't see it happening anyway. Uh, uh, what you know, what percentage would you say? At this yeah, Gary, time, what kind of percentage would you say, huh? huh? I'm sorry, Randy. I'm sorry. I can only. I, I mean, really looking at it. I mean, at this point, they, hey, I would ask me this question in three weeks. I may be answering differently. At this time, I'll give them about a 25 percent chance, just because anything can happen. But I just don't see any higher. That's, that's not a terrible number. I mean, you could have gone really, really low. So. You're saying there's a chance, thank you. Oh, yeah, there's definitely a chance because look at the way the league is. I mean, look at all these teams. <laughs> we may be talking about Detroit making the playoffs. I mean, hey, say. you know what? They get in the playoffs, you never know. Oh, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, it's hard to discount them. Uh, you know, and the Chiefs, when their defense is good, that team rolls. You uh, certainly know the Broncos don't want to play them. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, Randy, uh, do you think that – now, for one, uh, how do you think his injuries are going to affect him in this game? And have they really hurt what he really could? I mean, could this season have been a really, really big breakout season for Tyrod Taylor had he not been injured so much? Yeah, he definitely was looking really good to begin the season. Obviously, injuries have, have slowed him down. I think it'll slow him down here. He, he's just not as mobile. Uh, you can definitely tell there's a little bit off of his passes, which, which completely limits him. You know, obviously injuries all around have 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 hurt Buffalo, but to me, I mean, he's got to he's got to lean on Lashawn McCoy even more in in this matchup to to even stand a chance. But hopefully, Buffalo sees what we saw at the beginning of the year and allows this kid and you know all the chances in the world next season and don't try to to bring in other people to to be in quarterback competitions and stuff. That's what Rex Ryan loves to do, and all he does is mess up his young quarterback. So 
Hopefully they just say this is Tyrod Taylor's team next year and goes. But yeah, I'd like to see how he would have been if he didn't get get hurt this year. All right, uh, Gary, which running back uh, between Carlos Williams, uh, Lashawn McCoy, or I guess it's going to be Spencer Ware because Sarkander West, they still don't know whether he's playing or not. You know, I'm going to go with Lashawn McCoy here. I, I don't think he's going to have a lot of success. I think he'll have a decent day, but nothing you've seen in the past. Um, I still feel like, you know, even against a difficult defense, this guy has performed well or well in, in this middle part of the season. So I think I'm going to have to go with a hotter hand than any of these other running backs. All right, time to make that prediction. Well, you know where I'm going. Give me the Chiefs. Arrowhead all the way. Yep, I Arrowhead. say the Chiefs, too. Mm-hmm. Chiefs all around. We'll sweep it. All right. That one wasn't too difficult to go to there. So one that seems a bit lopsided the way the San Luis has played the last couple weeks, but the Bengals have been on the slide a bit. So basically, guys, which team is going to bounce back this week? And uh, which Bengals running back is going to be more effective? Yeah, I say the Bengals bouncing back here. The Rams have fallen into quarterback controversy and just a huge headache. Gurley has struggled the last few weeks. I think teams have finally figured out that once you stop him, the Rams have absolutely nothing. Uh, so I see the Bengals just trouncing them here. And as far as who has the, has the better day for the, the, the Bengals running backs, uh, give me Bernard. Uh, he's definitely more involved in all aspects for Cincinnati passing game and running game. Jeremy Hill might get you a touchdown or two because he seems to have just taken over the goal line back situation. But Bernard led a team in in, in receptions last week, and I don't think that's going to be a fluke. Well, Randy, I mean, uh, man, I forgot what I was going to say. So you certainly would say that it's no longer the St. Louis Girlies. They've gotten their Rams name back now. No, it's still the St. Louis Girlies. It's just now everyone knows it, and you know they focus in on him. All right, Gary. So same questions to you here. Uh, yeah, I mean, me and Randy agree totally on this. Uh, you know, as much as I love that St. Louis quarterback, he's not there yet. I, I don't know. I mean, very disappointed. I expected six touchdowns last week. You know, rushing for two more. Um, but you know, right now he must be having some issues at home. You know, uh, so I, I just don't see it happening here. The Bengals are definitely going to bounce back, and Randy hit it on the head. You know, you guys know me very well. I, I'm right there. If you're an all-purpose back, if you're a guy that catches passes and and, and does it consistently and can run the ball, you're going to get my vote every time. Um, you know, when you're talking about just strictly doing one thing or the other, we have to change the terms. Bernard's the guy, though. All right. So let's just so we're all saying Cincinnati here. Yep. Uh, yeah. All right. That was quick and easy. Let's go to a game of two struggling teams. The Oakland Raiders taking on the Tennessee Titans. This is in uh, Nashville. Uh, Gary have the Oakland Raiders, who technically are still alive at four and six, played themselves out of a playoff berth the last couple of weeks. You know, maybe so. I mean, uh, you know, we have talked about this team and talked about them and, and the fact that they have a lot of potential on their team. They're just still not doing the task, and that's winning um, at times. And 
Uh, they've done a halfway decent job, and you, that doesn't get things done. So they may have, honestly. I still feel like there are other teams in the, you know, at least in this wild card spot for the AFC that have done, you know, better. And so I'm looking at that. All right, Randy. Well, if uh, you're a Tennessee fan, are you hoping for them to lose out and get the number one pick? Hey, you guys brought this up. It's true that some things change as we get older. But if you're a woman over 40 and you're dealing with insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, and weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. And with MIDI Health, you can get help and stop pushing through it alone. The experts at MIDI understand that all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes that happen around menopause. And MIDI can help you feel more like yourself again. Many healthcare providers aren't trained to treat or even recognize menopause symptoms. MIDI clinicians are menopause experts. They're dedicated to providing safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions for dozens of hormonal symptoms, not just hot flashes. Most importantly, they're covered by insurance. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. You deserve to feel great. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. That's joinmidi.com. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Dallas and how you guys feel about that, I'm in the boat of once it's over, just if you're a fan, hope that they pack it in and you know, get as high a draft pick as it is, but I don't think you really want to see your players just just forfeit games, I guess is the best way to say it. You always want to see them compete. I mean, that's what they do. So if you're a fan, absolutely. I mean, because there's nothing you're going to get out of this year, so just just try to get any improvements you can next year, but I don't see them doing that. Yeah, I'm I'm with Randy on that too because you know I you know I talked about Dallas earlier and the fact that I don't feel like that they're going to win a whole lot more games. Not because I hate them, not because I want to get the number one draft pick. Same way with the Raiders. I'm I'm a Raiders supporter. I think those guys deserve to get a chance to get to the playoffs. I think that they got a lot of talent. My thing is though, you can't go into next season saying, "Oh well, we gave up. We we did." No, you got to play your best. Do what you can do, even though you're losing games. And let's just be honest: your best sometimes is just not good enough. Let it be that way. Well, who has the better game, Gary? Mariota or Derek Carr? Oh, that's a tough one because I think both these guys are, are doing well. I, I'm a big car supporter. I, I'm just I'm looking at him as being the next big staple over there in Oakland and, of course, one of the better quarterbacks in the future of this league. Mariota possibly that one too. In this game, I'm going to slightly go to Carr. I, I think Carr has the better receivers. I think he's got the better chances. All right. Well, time to make a prediction here. I, I, I mean, you know what? I, I think, that, you know, as difficult as it is, I'm still going to go Oakland. You know what? Give me the home team. Give me Tennessee here. And this was hard because we've seen Tennessee's defense really crack down on quarterbacks. 
and you know Mariota's played pretty well. Uh, you know it's gonna be a battle of the the offensive lines really, and which one holds up. I I don't think Amari Cooper can have a bad game two wise in a row like that, where he was just that bad. Uh, I think that makes a huge difference. I think I can still trust Latavius Murray over whoever they're going to have in the Titans' backfield. Uh, I'm going to say Oakland, but I'm just not very confident about it. So we move on to a big matchup in the NFC. Minnesota going into Atlanta. And they could once again, I mean, they are certainly still in first place, so they could get ahead of the Packers with a win here. Uh, Randy, I mean, what is going to be the record of the NFC North champion at the end of the year at this rate? Yeah, it's, it's pretty crazy. You, you you thought Minnesota and Green Bay were just going to throw all the punches and have crazy high records, and and one would be the division winner and the other would be the number one wildcard team, but, but the Packers are slipping a little bit. We'll see how Minnesota bounces back after getting beat up by that Green Bay Packer team and, and their tough schedule coming up. I mean, you look at it, Atlanta is, or excuse me, Minnesota is at Atlanta, which, you know, even though they're sliding is so tough, and then they get Seattle, and then they go to Arizona after that. So, I mean, it, it's very difficult for them. So, honestly, right now, I, I think 10-6 and six at the lowest, but you have to aim at 11-5 and five if you want to win this division. All right, Gary, what do you think about Atlanta's chances of making the playoffs at this point? Do you think they continue this slide, or do they get hot on this this last bit of uh, games that they have left? Uh, you know, I, I think that their chances at the uh, – yeah, I mean, right now they're still doing what they can, but they're just, it's just not good enough. I, are, are the chances at the playoffs still good? I still think they are. Um, I just have a lot of concerns for them. That this slide is not showing me anything that excites me. I feel like that they've gotten uh, really a chance to show that they are weak. So I just—it's a tough question because I could totally see them slipping out of a wild card spot, you know, uh, very quickly if they just continue this. But I don't know. I have a feeling they're going to get in somehow. All right. Well, who gets more points, Julio Jones? Or Stefan Diggs and whoever else is one of the Minnesota receivers at this point. Oh, man. Like, how can you ever go against Julio? No matter if they're winning games or not, it's just hard to go against Julio. Fair enough. Well, this this might be one of those hard ones to predict. Minnesota or Atlanta at home? I'm going Minnesota. Yeah, me too. Give me the Vikings. Well, damn, we're just all going to sweep this one. I'm going to go Minnesota as well. Just don't have any faith in Atlanta right now. They're going to have to prove they deserve to be picked. And, well, this game is one that could either be a stinker or it could be a shootout, depending on which uh, team shows up for the the Chargers uh, at this point. Well, I, I would say it's going to be a shootout, but you have me wrote down as a guy that has to watch it, so it's going to be a stinker. <laughs> <laughs> just, just every time I see a game, you know, on our schedule, and and Sean, you know, anoints me as a guy that's going to watch it, and I get excited for it, going, "Oh, this is going to be the, the game I really want to watch." It turns out to be like ten to six with 
37 penalties and just so I'm hoping it's going to be a shootout and that's the way it's looking like but it, because it's me watching this game it's it's going to suck the Jaguars always have close games at least it seems like so you know at least one way or another it'll be down to the last play that's what they seem to like to do uh, but how do the Jaguars turn into a good football team here, Gary? I mean, they've been a nice, you know, if you are you have one of the, the Allens or even T.J. Yeldon or, or Blake Bortles, you, you get some good fantasy points. But they seem to lose a lot of games that they could actually have a chance to win, and that's not a sign of a good football team. No, no not at all. And, you know, this is what it comes to. Uh, when you talk about potential, those numbers excite you, and just seeing the numbers alone make you think that this team is a pretty guard, you know, gosh darn good team, but they're not. Uh, you look at it and say, I think that their defense needs a little bit more tightening up. They need to get more pressure on the quarterback. I think that's the biggest key here because their offense is doing things. They're making positive things happen. Are they doing enough? No. Um, I just I look at that defense as the reason why they're not in you know a solid team. You could almost say, hey, they can go against anybody because the offense is really like you said, Sean. They're they're making some things happen. All right, Randy. Well, you know you're the one that is assigned to watch this over under fifty points scored. Uh, I was so ready to say over, but then it's me watching this game. Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, I'm still saying over. It's I think Jacksonville is going to put up a ton of points and their defense isn't going to be able to stop anybody, even though all of these receivers are banged up uh, for San Diego. Uh, I still see them putting up a bunch. Hell, even Melvin Gordon might even find the end zone for the first time ever in this game. (laughs) This just how many points I think could be put up. So, yeah, I'm going to say over 50. All right, over under 25 fantasy points to Blake Portals, Gary. Oh, I'll go over on that. I mean, Blake Bortles has done a pretty darn good job, like you mentioned earlier, Sean. And I think in this game, he's going to have every opportunity to do pretty well in this game. So, yeah, I'll go over. Everybody picking Jacksonville here? Yes. They are They are the one in contention still. Yeah, you know what? I, I think I'll go with you guys on this one, Jacksonville. Talking about a team in contention, who would have thought the Tampa Bay Bucks would be sitting at 5-5 five and five right now? And they are. Uh, thanks to the first ever consecutive, or not first ever, but first consecutive win streak in what seems like forever for them. Uh, going against a Matt Hasselbeck-led Indianapolis Colts, who are still undefeated with him at quarterback, uh, by the way. So, Randy, is Winston this good? Or just on a hot streak? And honestly, for me, I think Winston's starting to feel that potential that a number one pick should be having. Yeah, actually, I think he is pretty, is that good. I, I like some of the decision making he's he's had in the last few weeks. It seems like he's starting to get used to the pace of the NFL. I mean, obviously, still having some growing pains, um, but yeah, I I like his leadership, which is something I was I was questioning going into the season. So I I knew he had the physical abilities to be an NFL quarterback. I just didn't know if he had the, the, the mental side to to stay focused. And he has it, so I, I'm starting to really get on the, the Winston bandwagon. All right, Gary, we've seen the Colts be the favorites five times this year, and they were 0-5 when that happens. Can that change here with uh, the Colts this week? 
You know, it could. It very well could. But, man, I, I just... For me right now, that may be uh, you know a streak that's going to continue. Um, I just I look at the way Tampa Bay is playing. I think that their running game can really do a lot against this Indianapolis defense. So uh, yeah, I mean I, you can already kind of tell my predictions going on this one. Well, uh, let's see where are we at here with this over under uh, one and a half interceptions from Matt Hasselbeck. And I'll I'll throw in there too, Gary. How many touchdowns do you think Jameis Winston has in this game? I'll give Jameis Winston for him personally two touchdowns, uh, maybe one passing, maybe one rushing. Uh, interception wise, uh, you know what? Um, one and a half interceptions. Because I, I think you know one interception's right there where he's going to be. You know what? I, I I'll take the over. I think that's what's going to have to happen for Tampa Bay to win the game. So, yeah, yeah. I'll take the over. I will say I, I'm the one that threw that, stat, that that question in there. It's because I saw a stat while doing some research. It says the Buccaneers have forced a turnover in 17 straight games, which is mm-hmm. the longest active streak in the NFL, and the Colts have committed an NFL-high 22 turnovers this season. So, wow. So, so I need it, to look it just trends see. to be a ton. But a lot of that was Andrew Luck early when he was just throwing the ball all over the place too. So yeah, you're right, and then you know what, Randy? I mean, I think you are onto something here. Here, and that's the only reason I think Matt Hasselbeck has over one and a half is because of the fact that I really feel like Tampa Bay is going to put the pressure on Hasselbeck to to help win this game, and that's going to cause problems. And uh, I don't know if you know this, Sean. Uh, just a quick question for you: How old was Matt Hasselbeck when Jameis Winston was born? Oh, that wow. would be ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, no, that's, no, 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 like, <laughs> that would make him. No, 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 no. Uh, damn it! Why can I? Eighteen. Eight. Yeah, he's eighteen. He was yeah, eighteen oh, years and a hundred and three days old when James yeah, went to. I, I don't know why I couldn't count ten less, but yeah, wow. that's that's great. Yeah, that's crazy. It is. Already an adult. By the yeah. time James was probably either are just graduating high school or just about to graduate high school mm-hmm. when Winston was born. It's amazing. So, uh, yeah, uh, who are we have in this game? I've got the Bucks. Uh, you know what? I'm taking the Bucks too. Uh, give me the Colts to snap that streak. I'm going to take them at home. All right, fair enough. So the 405 game this week is the Arizona Cardinals in a divisional matchup against the 49ers. Does Arizona have to worry about this being a trap game for them? A little bit. I, I definitely, I mean, if you're Arizona, you can't take this lightly. I think, I, I feel like they may have taken St. Louis a little lightly when they played them at home earlier this year and, and, and blew that game. I mean, you're coming off back-to-back games against Seattle and Cincinnati, so maybe you overlook this team. But with the veteran leadership, I don't think they will. But they definitely cannot go into this game going, well, this is an easy win for us. They have to go in just thinking this is an NFL team. We have to take care of business and and just do our jobs the way we always do, and and they should come out of here with an easy win. But they, they can't go in here going, we have this already. Completely agree with you there. They they have to come in 
just saying, all right, we're gonna take we're gonna take care of this game ourselves, and then we can look ahead if if we want to. But Gary, how many draft picks should San Francisco ask for when they trade away Colin Kaepernick? Because you know that's happening. Yeah, I think it definitely will happen. Uh, the, the, that's a really good question because you know if they're going to start at one. That's all. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. It's going to be the key. You know, uh, they're going to point. This guy's been to a Super Bowl. He's had playoff experience. Uh, he's had this success here. And they're going to try to ignore the things that he's done wrong. Uh, but teams are going to have to talk him down. And I think they will. I- I'm looking at at least uh, two draft picks here. I-, I think they're still going to be high. I could see a, a second or a third, um, maybe two number twos or a two and a three. Uh, so, I, you know, to answer the question, probably two picks. Do you have any thought on who could really pick him up and maybe do something with him? Don't you say gotta, it. Do not say Oh, it. I'm not saying Dallas. If you're saying I'm saying Dallas, no. Well, I don't care. He can go to Dallas. Oh, to the Jets? Yeah. Oh. oh, no, 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 no. The Jets That's are going to get Anyone that, that has talked about this up. Op- upcoming trade every single person it's like the jets or the dolphins <laughs> just every single the one dolphins oh. what yeah no 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 do not what? what kaepernick would make that offense worse yeah no uh, you know uh, the only person i could see navy at working with is uh chip kelly because he needs a running quarterback for that offense mm-hmm. to work yeah, I'm looking at, you know, them uh, or maybe even someone else like, you know, now, uh, the Browns. I've heard people playing around with the idea of Kaepernick with his old uh, coordinator in Buffalo. But if I'm Tyrod Taylor, I'd be pissed. If he yeah, no, I think Tyrod Taylor has shown that he can do the job if he's healthy. So I don't think that. So, I mean, Kaepernick, there's some options here. Um, the Jets, I don't know. I think that's more of a Johnny Menzel place. Oh. Um, ah. I, <laughs> I'm kidding, Randy. <laughs> I think that guy's, yeah, he's going to be at a bar somewhere near you. Uh, not literally near you. I'm anybody. Yeah, that's one of those ones that's like, I can't imagine anybody just saying. Now, here's the thing, though. Like, it seems more like the Browns are upset about the fact that he lied about what he did and the fact that he's partying. There may be a team that says, and, you know, I'm looking Don't say at Jerry it. Jones. Don't I, say I, that. I'm looking at Jerry Jones because he doesn't care a loaded about gun. how much he party. Uh, you know, oh. it, it's just. 
This is where I think the Cowboys are lucky at the fact that if the Browns had kept playing him and he actually plays pretty decently, that's when I'd be worried about it. I'm not so worried about it now because he's going to have that stigma and he's not going to be playing. So, yeah. but nah, is play. there anyone on the 49ers, though, Gary, heading to, going back to this game here that you start? I... Uh, no, I, there's nobody on offense that you can trust. I mean, who can you really trust in a game that's going to have a, the powerful defense like this? I, I don't start anybody on no. I, I would have said if Selleck had caught the touchdown last week that you can start him because at least he's catching your touchdowns on the red zone when they get down there. But the fact that Vance McDonald was the one that caught it, and you can't trust anyone. I just, my, my biggest question is, is when are they going to get to the red zone? They get to the red zone. Uh, wait, wait, wait. What team, are we, what team are they playing again? I don't know. It's Arizona, but again, uh, you don't okay. know if they're, they're going to yeah, overlook no. it. Uh, I, I don't. I, I think this is part of the game that we'll be talking next week on well, next Monday night. We're going to say Cardinals, San Francisco. Of Cardinals destroyed him. Let's move on. All right. So we all know who's who we're picking here, right? Yeah. yeah Gary's taking the 49ers, and we're both taking the Cardinals. I should take the 49ers <laughs> just to be different. I think it would help my record this year, but no, I'm not doing that. <laughs> I don't know how it would help your record if you have a loss on it. No, if I was to win it, if if, uh, if I was yeah. able to get the upset, it would help me. Oh, wow, yeah, that that's one of those like fifty to one games. Uh, but uh, yes, either way, let's move on to a game that is certainly big in as far as the the standings for both conferences and for both teams. Uh, Pitcher will already know what happened in the Bengals Rams game. <laughs> which should be a win for the Bengals, so it really shouldn't affect a whole lot. But, you know, these are two teams that are, like, on the fringe there. Uh, Steelers have a wild card spot. Seahawks are trying to make sure that they can still stay in contention for that second wild card spot. So this could be a big game for the Seahawks as far as, you know, what they wind up doing for this year. Gary, do you consider Big Ben a top-five quarterback when he's healthy? Uh, just a normal quarterback without fantasy stats. Uh, well, I mean, it's the same stats. Just no, it's not. Uh, it's not because uh, Big Ben makes a lot of good decisions. doesn't always mean it means points for the fantasy players. We've seen that for years. Um, but not a lot of your fantasy teams that have had success have depended on Big Ben. It's been other quarterbacks. But I still feel like when it comes to the game of football, and that's what it matters really, not fantasy. Uh, I, I think he's up there. I, I don't know top five. That's really tricky because this year, maybe. I, I think at this point of the, of the year, I think you could say that. But there, I still think there's quite a few quarterbacks ahead of him. Right now, though, hey, possibly. Who, who's ahead of him, though? Like, other than Brady and Rodgers, I mean, well, who's been more consistent than him when he's healthy? You got take away. I mean, if you're just going to go strictly on the games he's played, yes, you can put him in there. Uh, but I still feel like you, if you're going to go by skill level and the guys that have won games, even though Aaron Rodgers' team's on a slide, Aaron Rodgers is a guy you can't fault. Uh, you've got to look at, you know, you, I mean, let's look at Jameis Winston's even played pretty darn well. Uh, I feel like he's a guy. Cam Newton has played out of his mind. He's the guy we've been screaming MVP. Those are three guys right there. Uh, I mean, so there's, I, I'm trying to think of, I mean, I'll put Andrew, spot here. Uh, Brady. Andrew Luck you know. went healthy. 
Andrew Luck went healthy. Um, but, of course, Big Ben probably would be ahead of him right now because he's been healthy more than Andrew Luck a little bit, I think. I have to look at the stats. I don't know the games he's played. Uh, so I, I still – I think he's in the top ten. No matter what, Big Ben's in the top ten. But top five, that's kind of risky. I, I personally would go with Big Ben more than Jameis Winston. He has more reliable talent around him. If we're talking about skill level, yes, I agree with that. But if we're talking about this year, right now, no. All right, fair enough. That's why some of these questions are asked, so we can yeah. have these little uh, conversations. So I already talked about it here, uh, and I'll be talking about it on Rival TV for the broadcast as well. But Randy, does this loss end the chances for Seattle? And I'm sure he will be happy to be able to say yes. I would love to say yes here, but it's a no uh, as far as it ending their chances. It's going to make things more difficult, but listen, they're only – one game out of the final wild card spot, and it's Atlanta, who we've all been saying is slumping. Uh, so a loss here, I think, keeps them one game out. Um, they're tied with Tampa Bay, who's red hot, and their schedule's not that difficult. I mean, yes, they go to Minnesota next week, and they do have that game in Week 17 where they go to Arizona. But other than that, th- their other three games on their schedule are, are pretty weak. So I think they win all three of those, and then maybe one of these tougher games. So even if they lose at home this week. I don't think their playoff chances are completely squished just yet. All right, over under 15 fantasy points, Gary, for Thomas Rawls, who's been fantastic with Marshall Lynch. Oh, you know, I think that, you know, the Pittsburgh defense can, you know, uh, be tough on people. But, no, I'm going – I think I'll go over. I think Thomas Rawls is going to have a pretty darn good day here. I I look for him to, uh, you know, if nothing else, you know, catch some uh, passes for touchdowns. But I think he'll run them. I could see him getting two touchdowns at least. What's your prediction? I've got the Steelers on the road. Many good teams. Never the Seahawks have not faced any, have not beaten anybody with an actual winning record this year. Uh, the Pittsburgh Steelers present multiple problems for Russell Wilson and the Seahawks themselves. And we know Big Ben can move around, so that's going to be a problem for that blitzing Seahawks defense. What do you think? Yeah, I would love to go with you. You know, Steelers are coming off a bye, which definitely helps them. Um, But I'm going to go with Seattle here. I I think Seattle holds on in a really close, fun game. You you really rarely hear me say this, you know, but I I want the Pittsburgh Steelers to win this game. Uh, Will it happen? No. And primarily because I want them to win. Um, So... um, I'm sorry, you know, I'm sorry the, you know, Steeler Nation. But, uh, no, I, I just think that it, it, right now the way that Pittsburgh's playing is okay. But, you know, I just don't imagine they're going to be able to overcome what Seattle's got. All right. Fair enough. So let's move on to that Sunday night football game, which people are still tapping as a game for the Patriots to walk out for, even though Brock Osweiler is a quarterback. Uh, this this is one of those where it certainly provides some intrigue here going into the Sunday night game. Is this still the biggest threat for the undefeated record with with Brock Osweiler there, Gary? Well, you know what? I, I think you could say that possibly. This is one I've been circling on my calendar as a possible defeat. Uh, but, you know, I just don't know if I'm sold that Osweiler is going to be able to fit that task. I just don't know. 
Denver has not been perfect. Their defense at one time was just considered one of the better defenses in this league. And right now, I think they're okay. Um, I don't think that they're doing everything that they did earlier in this season. And so I kind of feel like that. Uh, are they the biggest? I think they're right there, but probably not. I'll be honest with you. I still feel like the Jets on this schedule um, are a big chance to beat them. Uh, I, you know, even Miami at the end of the year, for some reason to me, still you know brings up a possible loss. And, and we've been talking about the Houston defense. You know, they're still coming up on this schedule. They're a team that's on the rise as of right now. After this weekend, we don't know. Um, but if they continue on their dominance and and doing better this year, I mean, that could be one. So. I don't know. I, I think Denver probably will be in the middle. So to answer the question honestly, probably not. Well, here, here's a question for both of you. We have a few streaks going on in sports. Which one lasts the longest and which one ends the soonest? The Patriots undefeated record, the Panthers undefeated record, the Warriors undefeated record as they went 17-0 and on Friday, or the Philadelphia 76ers 0-17 record that oh, they, wow. they went to. Also on Friday, which one ends the soonest and which one lasts the longest? Oh, man, I I think uh, oof, I think the Patriots will last the longest, and the shortest will probably be. Oh my God! Dare I say the Seventy Sixers? I'm going to say the, the Patriots will last the longest. I think the Warriors are going to get beat here pretty soon. Yeah, the Warriors do on that, go on that, that crazy Eastern road trip here shortly, so that 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 could cause some problems. And, yeah. and the, six- mean, the 76ers only lost by two points to the Rockets, so. The 76ers have been close the last few games, and they do play the Knicks December 2nd. So, of course, that would be a win for them. So, <laughs> Jeez, man, those poor guys. Yeah, really. I mean, I, I, one of our uh, friends, you know, from the podcast, called in on this show a few times. Uh, I just want to call him and uh, tell him I'm sorry. The Philadelphia area is not doing good. <laughs> Anthony did ask. Uh... If he could call in, but I guess he wound up not doing it. So. Oh, wish he would have. He's a good guy. For sure, for sure. Well, what has to happen if Denver wants to win this game, Randy? Wouldn't it just be playing the perfect game? <laughs> well, I don't th- honestly, I don't think they have to play the perfect game. I think their defense is good enough where these injuries to the Patriots wide receiver core can help them. I'm sure they will game plan Gronk out of the game as much as possible. I think you we've seen that it, it is possible to get him out. He only had, what, three catches last week? Uh, so I think the defense keeps us close, but what has to happen is the running game has to continue to improve. We, we saw Hillman and Anderson have decent games last week, and Brock Osweiler just cannot lose the game for them. He cannot make mistakes. He has to have a, a, a clean sheet, I think. I think if he goes... You, more than one interception in this game, they have zero chance of winning this. So I think he needs to make sure he's not turning the ball over. The running game has to be better, and and then they have a chance to win. 
But, I mean, if neither of those things happen, I think New England blows them out. Mm-hmm. I, I think I'm right with Randy on this. And it's not because of just Brock Osweiler. I, I would even say this if Peyton Manning was playing this game. I really feel like that's what hinges in who's going to win this game. Uh, you know, is Brock Osweiler going to be able to hold up and take care of the ball and not only that, score enough points? Uh, because of the fact that Tom Brady has a lot of his weapons out and probably will be losing some in coverage, uh, that's a great thing for Denver. I just don't know if I'm sold that, you know, Brock Osweiler is going to play a, uh, you know, you know, a game of perfection. Which New England wide receiver has the most fantasy points this week? Uh, Amendola is still out, right? I don't know how injured yes, he is. Amendola is out. Oh, man. A foul. It has to be a wide receiver, right? It can't be a running yep. back. You know what? I'll go LaFell anyway. I mean, he's going to be covered pretty well, but I think LaFell will do the job. All right, and we did have Anthony call in here. Anthony, what's up, man? Hey, guys. How you guys doing? All right. Pretty good, man. Good to hear from you. Yeah, it was great hearing from you guys, but you know what? I'm going to, um, I, I, when I figured, you know, I was going to call you guys, I was going to, I was going to be an angry Eagles fan and just like kind of, Come on here and rant and go crazy because I think, and I think I think I'm way past that though. Oh, oh man. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, here's the thing, guys. Um, you know, I, I didn't I didn't get a chance to call in um, earlier, but uh, I'm glad I got you know a little bit of a chance just to give you the the, the feel exactly uh, what's going on here. I, I mean, to me, and I'm sure you guys touched on it. It feels like Chip Kelly has completely lost this team. This team does not want to play for him. That's just a vibe going on here. Um, I and then, the, then also the next biggest talk is that he's handed over the GM title, and, and he got that way too early. And I think it's just ridiculous. Yeah, I mean, I can understand where you're coming from. I mean, that's a big title, and you know what he did this year in the off season. People really questioned it. Uh, but then again, they still had hope for him, and I, I, I guess the proof's in the pudding in a way. I mean, I'm kind of curious what these other guys think about this, but I kind of feel like he did get that a little early. He kind of jumped in right away, threw all these things against the wall, and hoped that they all fell into the right place, and it just did not work out that way. Yeah, oh, he's not Bill Belichick, and um, and I and and that's where like kind of like um, the, I guess like Jeffrey Lurie and and upstairs had meet him you know, out to be, and, um, you know, 10 and 6 seasons are great. I love 10 and 6 seasons. You know, you had a playoff appearance, and, and you and you missed the playoff on one, but, but just to get that title is really ridiculous, and uh, and I guess, you know, after Miami loss, I said, okay, I said, that that's just heartbreaking. I just really didn't want to talk to anybody, and then they get blown out by Tampa Bay, and I said, okay, it, it's just lost at all. It's just you know getting week by week it's getting bad. It was so bad, guys. This is how bad you know we're on that. I get invited to go to a um a private screening you know at the time uh, for the movie Creed, and it was I couldn't wait. It was exciting going there, and then there's a part in the movie where an Eagles logo is you know is walking by, and the whole theater started booing and started chanting fire chip. And I'm like, I can't believe this. I'm like, I never had a theater so hostile and going crazy as soon as they saw an Eagles logo. Wow. 
<laughs> you know, but that's why that's why I love the Eagle fans in a way. Uh, you know, I hate to play against them, but I just love that passion, even during a movie. <laughs> that's absolutely awesome. I, uh, guys, if I had a chance, I would have took out my phone, but I wasn't allowed to do that, and just record it because it was a good 30 seconds to a minute of uh, fire chip chant. And uh, as soon as that woke, that theater won insane and uh you know it was just booing and and i just couldn't believe it, it was just funny how the way that happened and that and going to that we were coming off of that tampa bay loss yeah i bet wow. oh, that, that, that's gonna leave a t- nasty taste in your mouth and now i really wonder what would have happened after they got this thanksgiving day debacle i mean that yeah now you know, Anthony, how me and Sean feel after these big, just disgusting games. Now you know how we felt last year against you guys. Yeah, taste of the old medicine. Um, you know, the thing that was is that, um, you know, not, not, to, not to slander the Cowboys here, I just felt like they are depleted with injuries, even with Romo and Dez coming back. I just think that, that, that they're a team that, the Eagles, when I look at both teams, I see the Eagles, you know, they're they're quitting on a coach where you have the Cowboys just so, you know, in, injured, banged up. It's like, how do you keep overcoming this man of running back issues? And it's just, it, it's just unbelievable. And um, I just, you know, want to throw in here with you guys, uh, coming into when we did the preview for the NFC East and we did the football preview, we gave the Giants and Skins no chance. And I, and I was one of them. And now I think the door is completely there. You know, whoever wants that, can take it because uh you know I, I would I'm throwing my hat in for the Eagles and just throwing that white flag waving and saying I'm giving up. Mm-hmm. Anyway, I, you know I, I'm with you. I, I know Sean kind of disagreed with me on giving up, and it's not that I want to give up. It's just the fact that uh, the to me it, it, I've had too much proof that the Cowboys can't until they show me they can. I, I'm not willing to just be on that, and I, I think I feel the same way about the Philadelphia Eagles. They've just kind of got to that point where it's just. You've got to put a nail in the coffin eventually, right? I mean, if this season at least. Yeah. Yeah. And that's just, I mean, yeah. I, I think the Cowboys are going to get, even if they beat Washington, they're going to get beat by the Packers. I can't see them going into Lambeau. Matt Castle freaking winning that game. Just not having, I mean, they're out anyway. I just think that they, you know, you shouldn't give up until you're completely eliminated. But I completely agree with you. It's there for whoever wants it, and that's the problem is who does want it in this damn NFC mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, I, and, I, and, you know, I'm like one of them uh, scheduled lo- looking at it. I saw the Cowboys have, have to go into Lambeau, and I, I saw I think there's another game on there that kind of I, – I, I can't remember what game it was. Buffalo. But Buffalo, yeah. yeah. I saw them have to, have to go there, and I'm like, wow. And then I looked over at the Eagles. We know what's coming up with them with New England, and then we also have Arizona at home. And like, and this is the worst part, guys. When you when you're an Eagles fan and and you have a home game, you feel like it almost should be an automatic win. That place is not is not a place where it's like hostile to win anymore. Where teams could come in there and just do what they want to. I mean, for God's sakes, Jameis Winston said, oh, I grew up loving the Eagles and Randall Cunningham. And he just had a field day with that team. And um, there was just nothing done about that. And I just, that is not that, you know, at least the team can defend its home, home turf. And I don't even think the team is doing that right now. Mm-hmm. Can we blame the link on that? 
because old veteran stadium i mean it seemed like that it was just perfect for just the blue collar fans when you get those new stadiums it's like all the you know guys in the blue collars get stuck way in the nosebleeds <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's very true. But I also think it's you know they don't believe in the team right now. Yeah, that's true. I'll so. just. Uh, I got a question though, Anthony. I mean, you follow sure. the Eagles full time. You're there. You get to hear all the radio. You get to read all the news. You're in depth with this team. I just want to know what is really the reality on Jim Kelly? Is this being blown out of proportion? This whole let's get rid of him, or do you actually think that the ownership is really considering moving on? Um, uh, this is what the, I'm going to go by. What, what is being talked about, what's being said, is that both sides are tired of each other. Now, um, that, that, that's that's what I'm hearing. Both sides are tired of each other. And then on the other hand, you're the defensive coordinator, Billy Davis, saying that Chip Kelly's going to be back next year. And I'm thinking, what, why should I believe Billy Davis, where he is one of the guys I have to go? And you know, he, he this defense has fallen apart. And, um, you, you know, and you could blame injuries, you could whatever, but, uh, you know, Doug Martin had, I, I believe it was like a 200-yard rushing day or close to it. I mean, I just, it, it, it's just at the point now where it just sounds to me that both sides are completely fed up and sick. The fans want Chip out. It, it's just all over nonstop. But here's my, here's my injury. I don't want Chip gone. I, I I want Chip as the head coach, but I just you know I I can't see them taking away um, his general manager duties and then you know him still being on that football team. But that's where it all went downhill. Is when he became in charge of that player personnel and he has done a horrible job as far as drafting, as far as getting free agents in here. You know, and and that's the big problem there. And and I believe that he will be gone, but I don't want him gone. Mm-hmm. And I, I just can't believe the Eagles, you know, just went with that because I've never really seen a coach that was also a great GM. Maybe aside from like Parcells or something like that, or I mean, I don't know. I think maybe Belichick is in that that realm as well. But though, that's a rare breed that is good yeah. as both the GM and the coach. You know what? Uh, we know what name sticks out to me. Holmgren, Mike Holmgren, I believe grabbed that in Seattle, and he didn't do such a great job. And and, I, and that's what I'm thinking. Why would they do this? Why would they, uh, you know, give him the keys to this team? And it's just like you know, at least at least win a playoff game at the most before you start, you know, you, you know, giving all these great promotions. It's just like I I, I think in my in my honest opinion, Jeffrey Lurie was backed against the wall where Chip Kelly could go back to college at any time. And, you know, because of the jobs that are open there, and he wanted him to, you know, make sure that he's staying. And and I don't think he's going anywhere. I really don't, but this fan base does want him out. Mm, yeah, it's going to be really interesting to see what does happen. Um, you know, uh, we kind of talked about quarterbacks and things like that, and we, we just know what's going on. Bradford, and, of course, uh, Sanchez is not what he did last year. Uh uh, you know, Randy was kind of talking about quarterbacks earlier in the show, and he brought up Colin Kaepernick, possibly, you know, that's that's a quarterback I could look, you know, maybe Chip Kelly would want. Would you want as a fan Kaepernick in your city? Uh, the two quarterbacks we have now, yeah, I would want them. But, but overall, as a, as a team, the only thing Kaepernick brings to, 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 to the Philadelphia Eagles offense is that he could run Chip Kelly's system. 
meaning he could do the read option. He could, you, you know, if, if things break down, he could scramble and get out. Um, but overall, I don't want that. I, I, I just feel like he's had that kind of quarterback in Mike and Michael Vick one, you know, and maybe Mike Vick wasn't in his prime or whatever, but he's had that kind of style of quarterback. I think he has to get creative in the draft. If I don't, I'm not quite sure who's out there with that. I'm not, I'm not, you know, up to date with that, but maybe free agency. I mean, I just know Kaepernick, not for not, not long-term. I wouldn't want him. Okay. Fair enough. All right. Um, Anthony, let me uh, let me get us through this uh, Monday Night Football game really quick. Sure. And I wanted you to stay on for this uh, little topic that we're going to have on oh, good. afterwards here. Um, so, guys, I mean, we pretty much know what this game is. Uh, it's Baltimore with no Joe Flacco, no, no uh, Forsett. Uh, they went back to the, – the Browns went back to the quarterback that we know actually scores touchdowns and does things in McCown. Uh, is it is it Browns winning this game at home, or or do you yeah. think the Ravens really stand a chance at all? No, I have, I have Cleveland. They're they're the more more complete team. Baltimore not only with injuries, they're just completely falling apart uh, falling apart this year. So yeah, give me Cleveland. Uh, give me New England to stay undefeated in the Sunday night game. This definitely has to be the worst M and F matchup of the year, right? Now with the injuries to Flacco and everything. Oof. Uh, yeah, it looks pretty awful, honestly. Uh, I'm right there with you. Uh, this is definitely not something that Monday Night Football was hoping to have at the end of this year towards this time of the year. Um, oh, and by the way, I got New England, too. New England? Before the game before. We didn't. We never picked our Oh, pick. no, we never picked. Yeah, that's right. That's my fault. That's, yeah, that's okay. Yeah, I, I've got New England, too, on the, on the other game, but... Uh, so we all have Cleveland here. Uh, Anthony, what do you think about the whole deal with uh, Johnny Manziel? Do you think he plays for another team? Or do you think oh. maybe the Browns, if uh, I've been hearing whispers about maybe Petten's going to be booted out, if somebody else comes in, do they keep Manziel? Or what do you what do you think of him? Well, I think he's... Um, I, I think he's... Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. One mistake away from, not, not, not on the field, off the field. He's one mistake from being out the league, not just, you know, not just off the ground. So I, with him, it's like a coin toss where he could flip up. I, I really believe he's on his last 
left mistake. I, I you know, I'm not. I didn't follow the story what he did. Uh, I don't know. You know, you guys might know about it more, but I know that coming in before he, you know, did this last incident, that he's, um, you know, had nothing but trouble, and and I just feel like, you know, he's on his way out with one mistake. Well, what do you guys think, Randy? Is it over now for Manzel, or is somebody else going to give him a chance? Whoa. I mean, it, this is a league of second, third, and fourth, and fifth, and sixth chances. I mean, if, if there's going to be a team out there that, that thinks that they can turn him around, I, it's just how the league works. He, he's going to find a job somewhere. Okay. I agree. Uh, you know, you guys make great points, and uh, Randy's right. You know, the sixth and seventh chances are always there. Uh, and that's, uh, you know, it's sometimes a little bit, monotonous and you get kind of tired of it but teams are hoping that they can get the guy and make him what they need to make him and that's be the guy he was advertised as right so I feel like there's going to someone going to babysit someone's going to willing to do that and it scares me to death because Sean you mentioned earlier yes Jerry Jones likes to take the hey, bat you know what and Jerry Jones will say well he can learn behind Tony Romo <sighs> and Jerry Jones should realize that Tony Romo doesn't go party in Austin on the weekend so <laughs> well, but that's the point. He can learn not to go party. <laughs> yeah, it didn't work Jason with Jason Garrett. Ain't, Jason Garrett's not going to stand for that crap either. So yeah, I don't know. I just don't want him. Sorry. I, I know you don't want him. And I we, we've seen what A and M quarterbacks do. Just ask Tannehill. I, st- I, I still think uh, Tannehill's not that bad. I, I think it's just, you know. I'll take Manziel over Tannehill. He still makes the. The throws you needed to make everything. I I think he just he, his offensive line isn't as great as they're making it seem to be. But either way, okay. So that's that's it for the week twelve preview. Uh, I do have this topic though, and it's an interesting one because obviously we all like the fact. I'm sure we all like the fact that there's this many freaking playoff possible playoff teams. Uh, so many opportunities for these teams going forward now. But is this parity the NFL has, is it really that great for the league? You have 23 of 32 teams right now below 500 or at 500 going into Week 12, Anthony. I mean, is it really this great? I mean, I know in other leagues we see it a little bit, but we eventually see the best teams win out. Um, is, uh, does it make the NFL good, or does it make it mediocre? You know, I, I'm, like, so torn about this whole thing. Um, because, like, you know, I, I, you know, because being from Philadelphia, of course, you love cheering for an underdog. And, I, you know, as much as I hate the Giants, you know, I love that the fact that they, that they were, like, so bad during them Super Bowl runs, but then they caught fire and got in there. So I do, I do like that, but I overall it's bad. It's just like when you, you know, because it just makes your division look like the laughing stock. I'm over here making fun of the um, the NFC East, where there's an AFC division that's worse, worse than the NFC East, and it's just like I think you know, kind of like a laughing stock. And and uh, I, I really wish that can get fixed. What do you think, Gary? You know, it's difficult because, you know, I look at this and the reason why the NFL wanted parity was because they were tired of the same teams 
having success. They were tired of the Pittsburgh Steelers, the Dallas Cowboys, the San Francisco 49ers. Uh, all, all these teams just continually have decades of winning, uh, continually just continue, you know, to have success. And they were wanting to see the Cleveland Browns. They were wanting to see the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, the New England Patriots at the time, uh, just to do better. And they succeeded. That's exactly what they did. But it also has made this just the rest of this league just at this point we've kind of seen it kind of managed to just everybody's beating up on each other and there's no clear really successful teams. I mean we've actually already seen a last year's Panthers at what was it seven uh, was it seven nine and one or something like that? I forget what it was yeah, it. seven eight yeah. And one. So anyway, Sarah, that does it mathematically. The you're right, Sean. So yeah, but looking at that, I mean, that, it, it, making a playoff and all that. It's not as pretty as it is, you know. You know what, what we used to see in the past. So yeah, I, I just I get it. They kind of succeeded, but then again, I think they kind of failed. I kind of disagree. I think they they this is exactly what they wanted. I mean, it it looks uglier this year compared to most because you you have a few of those elite teams you know we have two teams still undefeated which will then you know just bring the average down for the other records because there aren't that many stinker teams out there that are going out there with with a loss or i mean a win so when you have more teams that are dominant than completely suck then the the average is lower which puts you know, the average at four and six, really. I mean, a ton of teams are sitting there with a four and six record, but are right in the playoff hunt because, I mean, that's just kind of what they wanted. So I like the parody. I like that it makes com- things completely crazy. I love that we can come here on this podcast and go, well, this team has been playing this much better. And then parody strikes in and we come back on Monday and go, oh, I don't know why they lost by 40. I, I don't get it. Uh, so it just changes things up all the time. It, it keeps more fan bases interested for longer. I, I th- think it, there's less times where, unless you're like a Jet fan like me that are just that knows it's going to implode at some point. You, you, there are still teams like I have a you know Robert Hagen has been on here a few times. You, you know helping us out here and there. His Ravens are three and seven, and he is still talking to me about how if they do this, this, and this, they can make the playoffs. So it just keeps everyone more interested for longer. So I, I'm all for it. Randy's right about that, you know. And you know, once again, like I said, it, it, to me, it succeeds, and again, it kind of fails. And this is the reason it fails is because of the, the Hollywood aspect and those NFL films. I mean, unless you're the team going to the Super Bowl, it's hard to watch your team go. You know. Uh, Eight and eight. Oh, we made the playoffs, but you know that video is not as much fun to watch. Yeah, certainly. I mean, you know, I kind of like the parody in the fact that you do have your teams there longer. I mean, it again. I'm, you know, me and Gary have kind of gone back and forth about what the Cowboys should do. Uh, you know, depending on what happens on in the Giants Redskins game on Sunday, but it's just to me, it's it's. It's a little bit too much this year, and I know I know it has to do with the undefeated teams, and that you really only have like four or five like elite teams, and then you have like everybody else pretty much this year. But I mean, it's going to be crazy who we're talking about possibly getting into the playoffs for like the whole rest of the season, honestly. And then we've seen teams get hot there at the end, and they win games they really shouldn't win. 
at seven and nine, eight and eight, seven, eight and one, all that kind of stuff, you know. It's it's absolutely amazing what, what happens sometimes, but I'll say the overall idea of the parody just this year, man, it's just been I think a little too crazy on that end. And you'd like to have seen a little bit more better teams overall. But yeah. So I mean there is certainly five weeks left and we could see that kind of even out as it goes through. But it should be interesting. But Anthony, thank you for calling, man. Oh, thank you guys for having me on. I have been you know, wanting to get on for a while, so it was really cool uh catching up with you guys and um I hope to, you know, hear from you guys soon, and you know, maybe we'll have like uh, both of our teams in an MC East playoff run. Uh, I can't believe I'm saying that uh, <laughs> from the looks of in a couple of weeks, but we'll see what happens. And uh, thanks again for having me on. All right, thanks, man. Okay. Well, college football, Randy. I mean, we had some big games. Already mentioned the the TCU game already happened. Uh, quite a few other ones happened. Uh, we had uh, Navy get beat by Houston, so Houston continues to roll through. But uh, what about the huge amount of games happening on Saturday? It seems like every rivalry known to man is happening. Yeah, this is definitely rivalry weekend. We got a great preview of it uh, on Friday. You know, Washington State had a great season, but they lose to Washington in the Apple Cup. Because, once again, it's the Pac-12, so if you're a ranked team and you're playing an unranked team, you're going to lose, unless you're, of course, Oregon, who's able to out outscore Oregon State in a crazy game, too. Uh, Iowa holds on, keeps their playoff chances alive, uh, and it just kind of is a great preview for what we're going to see tomorrow, which is just even better stuff. Uh, just so many playoff implications, so many championships will be decided, just... It's going to be so much fun to watch. So let's just get right to the picks. Again, another one of those weeks where we want to put our confidence points all at one or two because who knows what's going to happen here. Uh, I guess before that, I think Paul is still destroying us, right? Yeah. yeah. He is still in first. He's, I'm actually moved up to second. He still has me by 20 points, though. Uh, Gary, you're in fourth. Sean, even though you had missed that week, week nine, where we had missed the preview, you're still tied for sixth. So, I mean, if you, you put picks in that week, you're probably sitting there right where Gary is, maybe slightly higher. So we're all doing pretty good in our picks, but Paul is just outdoing us in every sense of the way. But let's get right to it. Let's start with one of two unranked games they have on here, and that's BYU at Utah State. Uh, any chance Utah State pulls off the upset, Gary? Uh, not for me. Uh, I think I got BYU. I've seen them a couple games this season. They can do things, so I'll, I'll go with them. I got BYU as my nine confidence. I just think BYU is winning this one. You know what? I, I guess it's kind of a homer pick. Uh, my sister goes to this school. Uh, but with BYU losing their quarterback... Um, wait, I read that wrong, but never mind. So I, the quarterback is still there. I'm, I'm reading a stat from last year as I was looking through stuff. But, again, it's more of a homer pick anyways. But give me Utah State. I have it as a one. I don't think it's going to happen, but more more hopeful than anything, really. Uh, Texas A&M at LSU. There's now reports out there that this will be Les Miles' last game for LSU. He's 
n- denying it, of course, but reports are that he was at a uh, sponsor function and and kind of gave hints that this would be it for him. But uh, give me LSU anyways at home. This is my eight. It might even be higher just because, listen, the players, if the players know it's going to be his last game, they're definitely going to play even harder for him. He did nothing wrong for them. So, yeah, give me LSU at home. Yeah, I got LSU at number seven. I just think they're going to find a way to win this game. That's exactly the number I have, and I have LSU as well. How about number 22, UCLA at USC? To me, once again, a ranked team versus an unranked team. Give me the unranked team at home, USC. I have it as a six. Gary? Uh, you know what? I'm going to go ahead and go with UCLA here. I don't know. I just, I, I've seen USC a few times this year. Not overly impressed, but I'm only going with a three. I'm going UCLA. I'm going to go with my six as well. All right. Number two, Alabama at Auburn. Sean, you know, we've seen some crazy stuff that messed up the, the playoff rankings all the time. Is there any chance Auburn can do that here against Alabama? I mean, they always can. It's a rivalry game. But, man, Alabama's sniffing it. They know they know they have to win this game. Or we could see the SEC not even make it into the playoffs at all. Uh, I'm going to say number two, just because it is Auburn and they always do this, play them hard. Uh, but Alabama's winning this game. Uh, this is probably the reason why I have fallen uh, from grace in our pickums, but I'm going to do it anyway. Uh, I've got Alabama. I, I agree, but I'm going to have it at nine. So if Auburn screws me up, yeah, I lose a lot of points. Yeah, Gary, I'm right there with you. I feel like my winning percentage this year has been pretty good. It's just there's always one of those top three point totals that I I get wrong. And this might be one of them, too. I do have Alabama, and I'm with you, Gary. I have it as a 9 as well. Uh, next one, Penn State at number 5, Michigan State. To me, Michigan State wins this game pretty handily. It's my 10, setting up a huge matchup next week against Iowa, where the winner will be one of the playoff teams. So uh, do you guys see anything different here? You're reading my cards, Randy. I got them at 10, too, and I'm going with Michigan State. Well, I'm going to make it a trifecta at number 10, Michigan State. Oh, with that said, Penn State's going to win this in triple overtime and drive us all nuts. (laughs) All right. The last five games we have here are all between ranked teams, so it makes it even more difficult. Uh, Talk about making that playoff rankings for next week a chore. Yeah, we'll get. I want to get to that once we're done here. But uh, number eighteen, Ole Miss at number twenty-one, Mississippi State. What a crazy matchup! Give me the home team. It's a four for me, only because there's a couple te- games that are even tougher to pick. I got Mississippi State in this game, and I got it as a four as well. Yeah, you know Mississippi State could definitely do it, and uh, this was tough for me. It really was. Uh, I really didn't know what I wanted to pick or who I wanted to pick, but yeah, I'm going Mississippi State, and it is a four for me as well. All right, number three, Oklahoma, which I'm still surprised they jumped that high, but that's okay. At number eleven, Oklahoma State. I'll go to you first, Sean. Who who gets this matchup? I got this as my one. I've got Oklahoma, but man, I'm not too confident about it. Oklahoma State plays them tough, and it's in Stillwater. Oof. 
How do you feel, Gary? You know what? I just seen Oklahoma State lose in Stillwater. And, uh, you know, I don't know. I just don't see that they're uh, going to be able to overtake what Oklahoma's done. Oklahoma's so hot right now. They're winning games and uh, making things happen. So I, I really do feel like Oklahoma does end up winning this game. And I'm trying to see where I rank them. I must have ranked them pretty high. This actually may be my eight. Yeah, I have Oklahoma too. It, it, it's not... I mean, I have it as a seven, but it's not like I, I'm very confident in it. There's just so many crazy game, matchups to to try to figure out. I could definitely see Oklahoma State, you know, getting the win here and making the college playoffs discussion even more crazy, whether you get them up there or not. Um, but I'll take Oklahoma here. Uh, your next one, number eight, Ohio State at number ten, Michigan. Uh, we've already said that we all believe Michigan State's going to easily handle Penn State, but if Penn State does win that game, then the winner of this game will play Iowa in the Big Ten Championship and maybe find themselves in playoff talk if they do so as well. Um, Sean, who do you have here? I got Ohio State. I have it as my two because Michigan's actually really good this year, and this is that ultimate rivalry game. I mean... Who knows what can happen? It's in Michigan. Uh, I want to root for Michigan. I really, really do, and that's why I gave it to Ohio State uh, at a number one. <laughs> I love how Gary just goes against this. I want to root for them, so I'm going against it. <laughs> well, I, I, I'm. It's at number two for me, but I will take Michigan at home for the 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 mild upset. Uh, just. See if Harbaugh can get things going, and wasn't too impressed with the offense of Ohio State really last week. So I mean, we'll see. And to me, the bigger game, uh, number six Notre Dame at number nine Stanford. Um, both teams obviously on the outside looking in for the college playoffs, but a dominating performance here could definitely jump you up the ranks. I mean, you. you the the playoff committee has definitely shown that they have no problem jumping you ahead of people if, if you put on a good showing. So I have Stanford here as a number five. I just think they're more healthy. I love their quarterback. And I think the, the injuries in Notre Dame that they've had all the way through the year are going to catch up to them here. Gary, how do you feel? Uh, you know what? I can totally see where you're coming from on that, and I think you could be right. Uh, yeah, I'm going Stanford, too, at the number nine. Oh, no, excuse me, number six. Pardon me. I've got Notre Dame, and I've got as my three. Not too confident about it. I'm just going to go with Notre Dame on this one. Okay, well, just kind of, I just want to kind of quickly bring up, you know, the, the, this whole playoffs. Right now you have Clemson, Alabama, Oklahoma. Did we do Florida and Florida State? Or did I, did I, oh, I did skip it. It's, it's a whatever game to me. Uh, we did skip it. What did I do? I have Florida as a three. They they find weird ways to win games. They they barely beat who the uh, FAU last week in just a, a weird game uh, in overtime. But uh, they just continue to find ways to get victory. So I have Florida as a three. Yeah, I'm going Florida to five. That's what I got them at a five for Florida. Okay. So college playoff rankings got a little bit of a, sh- uh, a jumble last week. You have Clemson 1, Alabama 2, Oklahoma jumped up to 3, and Iowa to 4. 
just, I mean, with we have this crazy week and the conference championship games next week. Do you see which teams out of the, the four right now, from five or lower, do you see having a chance to really jump up and, and make the playoffs, Gary? Yeah. Uh, you know, to me, looking at this, I mean, Oklahoma is the one. Um, are they, you mean ranked or the team that I actually feel? I'm sorry. Well, the I'm teams that aren't in the four right now, which, which of those, like a Michigan State, Notre Dame, Ohio State, Stanford, Oklahoma State, maybe. How, which of those teams you feel could jump up into that top four and 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 make the playoffs? Uh, you know, I think Notre Dame possibly is the team just because they've had some success. I think OSU is going to be out Don't of it soon. Don't forget that that name is huge when it comes to. Yeah, no, I, I yeah, exactly. That's another thing. I think they're going to continually keep them up there, even if they have some losses. If they, they're going to anything they can do to keep Notre Dame in relevancy, I'll, I'll tell you what. If Iowa loses that championship game, I would not be surprised at all. If Notre Dame's number four. Mm-hmm. Well, the, the only reason I would disagree with that, if Iowa loses that championship game, it's most li- likely to Michigan State who would take their spot. Oh, that's right. Yeah. It's true, but I I don't know. Still, for me personally, out of the teams you just mentioned, um, in Ohio State and all those games, I, I just Notre Dame's the team. The team I kind of worry about getting knocked out. And I'll see what you guys think. Is this is more around your home, your home area. Is is Oklahoma? This is their last game tomorrow. They don't have a conference championship. I know that definitely hurt Baylor and TCU last year. I think. If they have a really close game against Oklahoma State and say they win by a last-second field goal or overtime, I, I see maybe Notre Dame taking their spot, either Iowa or Michigan State taking the, the third playoff spot, and then Notre Dame retaking Oklahoma. How do you guys feel about that? Uh, I think you know Alabama needs to be careful with Florida, too, uh, in the championship game, so that's possibly... Uh, you know, Alabama maybe taking Florida lightly, and then you never know what happens in that game. Uh, so, you know, the thing with Oklahoma, though, is they're such a powerhouse as far as the name and, the you know, the coach being there and, and all that stuff that I think unlike Baylor and TCU with Siebel, no matter what their record is, Siebel will say, will say they're unproven. I think Oklahoma is such a huge name that, man, that's it's going to take – it's going to take exactly what you said. It's going to take a blowout by one of those teams, like a Michigan State or or Notre Dame of uh, Stanford or, or something like that to really, really make them consider moving them, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm with Sean on that, too. Uh, you know, if, even if let's just say for this, for some reason this year, Texas is not thought, you know, uh, they're, they're a money-making school. Well known, they've had national championships. It's going to be hard for those voters to not select them to go. But you know, when you're talking about those smaller Big Twelve teams, yeah, I, I, it's it's just so hard. It's an uphill battle all the way to the end. Uh, but y- your scenario is completely right, though. I, I think you know when it comes to a team like Notre Dame. Yeah, I, I just want to see chaos. I think going into all this, I always like that, especially when it comes down to a committee now. I would love to see North Carolina beat Clemson in the ACC championship game, which is more than possible. North Carolina is a very good team. I'd love to see Florida beat Alabama, maybe see Oklahoma State beat Oklahoma uh, this week. And and just for fun, let's have Michigan 
beat Ohio State. Let's have Penn State beat Michigan State, and then let's have Michigan beat Iowa. And then, and then what do you do? <laughs> I would I love mean, it. And Gary Patterson brought up the whole they should be a six or eight team playoff again. Well, it's always going to be that way. But but at this point, I mean, if it's an eight team playoff, we're having an even bigger discussion. I mean, it just I mean, the longer you go down, the the, the more teams feel like they deserve it. I mean, because right now, according to their playoff standings, uh, you'd I mean, Baylor got beat, so I mean, it would change. But you'd have Baylor in over a one-loss Oklahoma State team or one-loss Florida team. I think Florida would be bumped up if you could say there was eight teams, just so they would have more SEC stuff. North Carolina wouldn't be in it right now. Uh, so I mean, as much as I'm kind of with them, make it an eight team playoff but then have those first rounds in the middle of december i don't think you need to wait for all the other bowl games to get done before you start this playoff system i don't understand why they feel like they have to do that but i could see it later on being eight and then having a couple first round matchups like during the bowl season and then the final four play where they are right now Well, I think that about does it for our Week 12 preview and all that for this week. Sorry we ran a little long, but we had our first call in in a long time since we don't even say the number because we do this show so late. Uh, so this probably went more of the two-hour range, which is usually what we try to do on Mondays. Again, apologize, but that's why I have those time, time stamps there, and you can decide to listen to what you want. Uh, so, But until... Uh, Monday night, after the Monday Night Football game, uh, we'll be doing our rest of the Week 12 games recap uh, then. And then, of course, we'll be back at our regular time on Thursdays to discuss our preview once again. Uh, appreciate everybody that, that does listen on the Ravel and all that. Those are I'm doing those by myself now, so it's even harder to do, but appreciate all the, the love on there. And, uh, of course, this podcast, this is your first time listening. Thank you. Appreciate that. If you liked what you heard, you know, you could always write and review on iTunes and Stitcher. That helps out a lot. Uh, you could subscribe, which is the biggest thing you could do to help us out. Subscribe, hit that button, and make sure every time the show comes out, you know, you get it right there in your feed. And you don't have to worry. You can listen to it whenever you want. Uh, they're on demand. We are available on iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn, wherever there are podcasts. If you have a you know a special one that you like over another, you can pretty much find us there. And you know we're also uh, available on Last Word on Sports and and their Podbean uh, Last Word Radio. So uh, that's another place you can find us there too. And uh, of course we uh, you can find us on YouTube W2M Network, and that's where you can find all you know the other podcasts that we do. Uh, we're doing that wrestling podcast here in just a little bit. Uh, it'll be episode 171. Of that rest of the Max show, and I, I think we're gonna be skipping for the week until I don't know when, until next Thursday. The, the co-op multi, but Randy, you had a new episode of uh, your podcast. Tell the people about it. Yeah, uh, definitely. If you like to listen to two nerds talk about talk about video games, definitely check out uh, backlogbusting.com. Our latest episode, we talk about uh, the new twist or the newer. Uh, Twisted Metal remake. Uh, I talk about the Shadow Mordor game that just came out last year, and Wes talks about uh, the Suikoden RPG that was 
a, uh, a hidden gem for the original PlayStation. All right. Well, with all that said, I appreciate everybody for listening, and we will see you on Monday night, Tuesday morning. Later, everybody. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, Lil. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.